Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. By State Senator Eric Brakey, who was unable to be here on Monday because he got caught in travel hell. Good good morning, Eric. Good morning, Ma- Matt. I'm glad we, could, uh, <laughs> glad we could work this out. Sorry I got caught in... Uh, Cotton Cleveland. So let's 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 go over this. You left Cleveland on Monday. Okay. Now, what time did you leave Cleveland? Oh, I had a. Uh, I got there two hours early for a two p.m. flight, which got delayed and delayed and. Delayed now, when did you get home? About one a.m. About one a.m. And and how many cities did you travel through to get from Cleveland to Portland? Well, I ended up. I was supposed to go through New York, but I ended up going through Detroit. I know my. Uh, uh, my brother, who had who had um, put me up for the night uh, when I was uh, when I was there, he had commented that he thought it was very amusing that after six hours of travel, I was and I was in Detroit. I was actually further away from my <laughs> my eventual destination than I was when I started. So planes planes confused me. The whole yeah. thing confused me. Did you say hi to the folks from the TSA when you get in there? They're usually some jovial folks. Uh, well, they nice. certainly said hello to me. Yeah. So. <laughs> And they say hello to all of us a little more intimately than we might like. A <laughs> little, uh, little too much handshaking there and, and not quite, quite the right way. So we're going to talk about the reason why you were in Cleveland here in a little bit. I know for that was a lot of uh, presidential politics. We're going to talk about that coming up. I did want to get your opinion, though, um, on, the, uh, on the vetoes that got uh, basically the main Supreme Court said, yep, those are all law. Those, those, there was no veto on that. I wanted to get your opinion on that before we uh, moved forward on anything else. Yeah, it's obviously, I mean, for me, it's, well, I think for most people, it's a mixed bag. Um, you know, there, I think there are some things that were in that package, things that I voted for, some things I voted against, some things I'm happy to see go into law, some things I'm uh, pretty disappointed to see go into law, uh, particularly some of the welfare expansions that we fought so uh, so hard against. Um, so it is what it is. We're going to move forward. I know... Uh, we're, uh, I know a, a lot of folks are talking about uh, bringing a referendum to try to do some welfare reform that might address some of those issues. So you always, you know, you take the situation as what it is and you always look for the path forward. And that's what we're, that's what I'm doing. That's what many of us are doing. We're, we're moving, we're moving forward to, you know, tackle the issues that, you know, we need to make Maine a, a, a more prosperous place. Senator, State Senator Eric Brakey joins us. Coming up, we're going to talk about some presidential politics stuff. Yes, because he was out on the road doing that. Uh, also talk about maybe some of the things that uh, he's looking at for the uh, the next legislative session as well. You're listening to The Breakfast Club on Z1055. It is 636 and 59 degrees. U.S. LA's only local radio station. It is 643, 60 degrees. Senator Eric Brakey is in now. Typically, he would have been in Monday at 7, but he got caught in, caught in Cleveland. Drew Carey show promo, maybe? Oh, no, that was, that was a long time ago. That was, that was way too long ago. So. so the reason you were out there was for the big presidential debate that happened uh, last week. Um, out there supporting Rand Paul. Let's talk a little bit about that debate. There was quite a little uh, showdown between Chris Christie and Rand Paul. 
Absolutely. You know, for me, and maybe I'm just biased, but <laughs> I thought that that was for those who for I should recap for those who didn't see it. There was a big, uh, there was a big tiff between uh, uh, Senator Rand Paul and Governor Chris Christie over the importance of the Fourth Amendment. Uh, Rand Paul said that you know we should not be the government should not be collecting all the data on all Americans' phone records uh, without going th following the Fourth Amendment and using a warrant. And Chris Christie responded by saying, "Well, but 9/11." Right. That's <laughs> you know? the that's the go-to for those. Yes. It's, it's which, you know, personally, I sit there and I. I actually, you know, I, I lived in New York City for a couple of years and I've seen the kind of the ripple effect and it's kind of frustrating to see people continue to use that terrible tragedy as a justification to strip away our constitutional rights and to just trample over everything the founders gave us. But it was, a, but that particular moment, that particular debate I thought was a real highlight in that it was the one moment that was an actual substantive debate on on real important issues that we're facing and it wasn't just uh you know it gave us a, a glimpse into the difference between the candidates other than uh oh this person's got nicer hair or this person's you know i like this person oh they've got a great family i mean we, i think we 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 oftentimes judge candidates for a lot of diff different reasons but i think we're at our best as a country when we're really judging the folks who want to be our leaders for the actual policies they would put forward. And I thought that was a great opportunity to have a real substantial debate, and I was glad to see it happen. And, of course, I thought Rand Paul had the upper hand. and um, But, but we'll, see, we'll see what the American people think, and uh, I was glad to see that happen. And it's, it, it is interesting, you know, it's no surprise, as we've talked about it plenty of times, I am a big supporter of Senator Rand Paul. I think that if the Republican Party is going to be relevant going forward for the next generation of Americans, you know, you know, I'm a big advocate for the Second Amendment. Uh, in fact, I w worked incredibly hard for the Second Amendment here in, in, in Maine in the state Senate. That being said, I think we have to be a party of not just the Second Amendment, but we have to also be willing to vigorously defend the Fourth Amendment, too. We have to be willing to defend the entire Bill of Rights, uh, not just, you know, something here and there. Um, I think when you see that when uh, President Obama came out and, def and defended his warrantless, uh, his warrantless collection of all Americans' phone data, I mean, his polling numbers with, with young people who got him elected took a nosedive. I mean, this is something that's very imp uh, important to young people who live on their cell phones. So I think that going forward, this is, I, I think Senator Rand Paul's got the message that's going to appeal to the younger generation of Americans is going to is going to make the Republican Party relevant. And I think that when you look at how he does in a general election, he's one of the few conservatives who can win. Do you think he's been, him and, and some of the others, have been focusing too much on, on, on Mr. Trump? I, <laughs> I feel like Mr. Trump is that guy that, you know what he is? He's like that, um, he, he's like that kid that you bring out to dinner and he's just loud the whole time and he gets all the attention. And he's so loud, and yeah. he does all these things, and then he ends up drawing attention away from some of the other candidates. I, I, I've saw, I, I've seen Senator Paul go on the attack. I've seen a couple of the other candidates go on the attack, and really, it, it almost feels like the one thing that it does for him is it just continues to give him more attention. At some point, do you either have to decide to just ignore him and and hope he kind of goes away on his own because he he sticks his foot in his mouth one too many more times, 
or do you just kind of let your policies stand for themselves? Well, I really appreciate Senator Paul pointing out the lack of substance there. I mean, I think the truth is that we've seen in the media lately. I mean, you can, uh, you know, you can decide whether or not you as a candidate want to ignore him or not. But the media is certainly not. I mean, they've given him a billion dollars of free uh, publicity by covering him like 24 <laughs> seven. And, and the truth is, I mean, no one would be talking. Uh, no, none of the other candidates would be talking about him if he was pulling at you know two percent. But he's pulling at thirty uh, percent. He's 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 currently the front runner, which is personally somewhat dismaying to me. Because Terrifying, perhaps. The, yeah, that could well, be. Yeah, I, I I understand. I I understand. Donald Trump has really, for some people, tapped into a lot of the anti-establishment uh, frustration with how politics works. But I guess I would challenge people who are looking at him. You know, Donald Trump is the epitome of the establishment. I mean, he's been buying and selling politicians. And I and I think when you look at what are what are his actual policies, I mean, for conservatives to support Donald Trump, I guess I would challenge any conservative who's supporting Donald Trump to please let me know what's a single policy he's advocated that actually shrinks the size of government. Because I haven't heard one. I've been looking for it. Versus someone like Rand Paul, who's uh, for the last three years in a row has proposed a, a budget that balances in five years by cutting $4 trillion in spending with specific cuts. He's proposed a tax plan that cuts $2 trillion and is, is, has been called the, the greatest, the largest tax cut ever proposed in American history. Versus someone who's willing to go on stage and... You know, shout at people to call them names. <laughs> I don't think that that's what being a conservative means. I, I think that it really is supposed to mean we're willing to shrink government and we have a plan to do it. And Rand Paul has that plan. Donald Trump, I, I would love to see a plan. I'd love to see some ideas to shrink government. But mostly I've just seen bluster at this point. One more question for you. Then I'll let you get out of here and enjoy your weekend. Anything on the agenda next legislative session coming up? Is there anything you've got your eye on uh, that you're thinking about writing up? Because you had quite a few bills that you uh, you uh, wrote up and, and co-sponsored and everything else last uh, last go around. Yeah, um, actually, one of the really great things is this go around. I have been getting so many requests from constituents for legislation. In fact, I, I geez, I think I have nearly. I have, I've lost count, but somewhere between 10 and 20 different constituent requ requests for legislation that they'd like to see in. And ultimately, I'm their representative. That's that's what I want to be doing, uh, taking ideas from my constituents and and giving them their proper, you know, their their forum to be heard and debated and potentially go into law. So that's I think I'm going to be focusing a lot more on that this go around because I have a lot of constituent requests. And the interesting thing is I've been asking around. Uh, some of the other Senate Republicans, I don't know about the Senate Democrat caucus, but I'm asking, is it, is it normal? Are, are there people getting all these constituent requests for legislation? And not really so much. It's like for some reason, I think it's uh, because I've been so uh, out there and people know me and I knocked on so many doors, so many people met, met me during the campaign, had so many people come and ask me uh, to help them with legislative issues, and I'm, I'm happy to, to be able to, to do that. Senator Eric Brakey. State Senator Eric Brakey back from uh, 
back from uh, rocking out in Cleveland. <laughs> did you visit the Hall of Fame? You had to have, right? We it, did visit. The okay, Hall okay, of Fame. Go, all right. I just, you, I, I feel like there's nothing else there, and you saw the LeBron poster, I'm sure. Oh so. yeah. Oh, all right, yeah. perfect. That, that's really all that there is in Cleveland, because you know the Browns well, are terrible. That's what the economy is based on, LeBron right. James. <laughs> so far, so he's something. That's for sure, Senator. I will see you next month. And we will have more of The Breakfast Club coming up. Steve Grenier's coming in. He's the music teacher at St. Dominic Academy. And he's brought some guests with him. Luckily, he doesn't have 25 guests with him, but he does have a few. And we'll talk more about that coming up here on The Z. The Breakfast Club. Oxford Networks, now offering cloud-based technology. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.